I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Jen, and this is your Fruitful 15, where small changes in your daily habits can yield big results. Hey, Jen. So what are we talking about today? Hey, Sarah. Well, we've talked about the nuts and bolts of successful behavior change. So now everyone knows everything they need to know to go out there and live their best lives, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Well, easier said than done. And as you and I like to say, life happens. So that's what I think we should talk about today. What to do when life happens. I love it because there are always going to be obstacles and speed bumps that are going to show up on our path as we're trying to meet our goals. And I think you and I are probably extremely used to hearing the whole, well, I'll do X or Y when my job is less crazy, or I'll try to be healthy when this pandemic is over, (laughs) right? That's something we've been hearing a lot. But I think what I've learned in my short stint here on earth is that change and obstacles and complexity are a part of life rather than the exception in life. And I think if we can sort of accept that, we can be better equipped to move forward rather than being tripped up by those obstacles. Exactly. So I'm a fan of the work of Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, who founded the Center for Mindfulness at University of Massachusetts Med School. One of my favorite quotes of his is, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. I love that so much because I think it just so well encapsulates the mindset that we can be in to be successful. If our mindset is that we're going to have to surf these waves, life is going to present us with obstacles, then we know that's coming and we can take actionable steps to surf rather than sink. And so today I want us to talk about some of those actionable steps that we can give our listeners to keep them surfing rather than sinking. Perfect. So how about if you and I go back and forth with some effective strategies for dealing with obstacles, otherwise known as life. And these strategies could work whether we're talking about life happening in little ways, like if we ate something that we hadn't planned on, or if it happens in big ways, like when the pandemic happened and suddenly life changed as we knew it. So do you want to start, Sarah? Yeah, I love a good old-fashioned brainstorming session, Jen. So this is (laughs) right up my alley. Okay, so my first actionable step is to exercise self-compassion. You know, it's just human to encounter an obstacle or something happening and to feel overwhelmed and to feel maybe grief or sadness or stress and to sit with those feelings and unpack them. And I think it's also important that you give yourself grace and a hug. So some actionable steps we can do to practice that self-compassion is to write down things that we're doing well, maybe five things that you're doing well right now, journal about what your strengths are. Talk to a friend or a partner about positive things about yourself. And then to think about when we encounter a setback or when we have a setback, that's just an experiment that we can learn from. So to let our setbacks be our teachers, not experiences that are meant to cause us shame or to feel bad about ourselves. Yes. I love that idea of letting setbacks be our teachers. One example I have of that is... When I first started trying to make a routine of exercising in the morning, I would get up at, say, 5 a.m. I would be a zombie, and I'd be stumbling around trying to find my gym clothes and my shoes and my socks and my water bottle and all that. And 
15 minutes would go by and then I would get frustrated with myself because I think, oh, I just wasted half of my workout time. You know, I'd allotted like 30 minutes for this. And what I learned rather than just getting frustrated with myself and throwing in the towel was that if I was able to find ways to learn from that experience that I could do better. So I learned if I put my clothes out at night, it would take me like five seconds to set out my workout clothes and a water bottle. And then in the morning when I woke up and I'm all discombobulated, it's just ready to go. So My next step is to account for what we still have control over. When we are faced with big obstacles or setbacks, it can seem overwhelming or sad or scary, but this is a great time to focus on what we can still control. So we can still control how much we move our bodies. What else? Or we could control how best to fuel our body during this time when we're trying to cope. Yes, We can still control when we go to bed and how much sleep we get. Just something I'm well aware of my control over. (laughs) We can control how much time we might set aside or prioritize our ability to meditate or practice mindfulness. Yes. We can still connect with our loved ones and our friends. And we can still listen to music that gives us a little boost. So I love this back and forth, Jen, because I think it can be extremely tempting to numb our stress or our grief with short-term coping strategies that are not necessarily best for our bodies in the long term. And if we're always sort of in that short-term coping strategy mindset, because our lives are always throwing things at us, we never get or take advantage of the opportunities to make those long-term changes that are really going to help us live our best lives. Yes, so true. So our listeners may be familiar with the famous cardiologist, Dr. Kim Williams. He likes to say, live today as if you want to live tomorrow. I love that. And I think it's very suggestive of what your long-term strategy is. And it's always okay to sit for a minute in discomfort and to use some of those short-term strategies. But I think it's also important to at the same time sit down and unpack, okay, I'm feeling this way and I'm using these short-term strategies, but what am I going to do in the long-term to really improve my health? And Perfect. Yeah. And that brings me to my next strategy which is to refocus your whys and your wellness vision and your goals. So just sit for a minute and in the context of the new situation you're in, what has changed about your why, what has changed about your wellness vision, what has changed about your goals. And that doesn't have to be a big sit down session where you like, you know, you make your environment beautiful and you sit for three hours, you know, (laughs) (laughs) who has that time, right? Revisit your wellness vision while you're running an errand revisit it while you're sitting in line at Costco, right? Or set up a Zoom call to discuss it with a friend or a family member so that you're connecting at the same time. Or I don't know about you, but walking really helps me get my brain juices flowing. And that can help me take a minute to envision what I want my new wellness vision to look like. Yes. I'm a huge fan of walking too. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good one. What else you got, Jen? Practicing gratitude. So we can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. That was a quick one. What's your next one, Sarah? I love that. That's very profound. My next one sort of piggybacks off of the wise wellness visions and goals. It's always good to revisit those SMART goals and think about making two. One that sort of stretches you in this time that you're struggling and coping with a new obstacle. And one is 
to make one that gives you a small win. Because when you can add up all of those small wins, you might start attaining bigger wins. So for example, if you were walking 10 minutes a day and then you get sick, when you're ready to revisit those SMART goals, start by walking three minutes a day because that's a very attainable win that will add up to you starting to stretch into those bigger wins. Excellent. Love it. So my next one is to create daily rituals that will help you stay present and grounded. So for me, when I wake up each morning, I count on my fingers, people and pets I am grateful for. (laughs) I also remind myself that no matter what the day brings, this is the only chance I'm ever going to get to live this day. So I'm going to show up for it. Man, Jen, you are full of profound things to say today. (laughs) (laughs) What's your next one, Sarah? Yeah, so my next one is still having to do with SMART goals. So apparently you have profound things to say today. And for me, it's all about the SMART goals. (laughs) I think it's a nice hack to make SMART goals that are actually like rewards for you. So especially during a hard time. So say something like, I'm going to take 30 minutes a day to do something that makes me feel good, like listening to music, playing with those pets that you counted on those fingers, or taking a (laughs) bath. (laughs) So what do you think, Jen? What are your takeaways from this conversation? I love this conversation, Sarah. So here are my takeaways. Some actionable steps we can use. Remember, we can always learn how to surf. If we accept this mindset, it saves a lot of mental energy trying to think about how we can dodge obstacles rather than how we can lean into them. So that's my first. (laughs) Second takeaway, we should exercise self-compassion. We should account for what we still have control over. We should refocus on our whys, our wellness vision, and our SMART goals. We should practice gratitude. What else, Sarah? I love those. I think they're all amazing. And I think my only additions would be to make a SMART goal that makes you feel good, but also make a, <laughs> yes. <laughs> also make a SMART goal that stretches you. And to create those daily rituals that really help you to stay present. All right. Well, hopefully this episode has given our listeners a few strategies to better move forward when life happens. Because it always, always does. So next time we're going to dive deeper into the pillars of lifestyle medicine. In the meantime, please call us with any questions or comments at 928 793 1353. And please check out our show notes and also feel free to email us at fruitful15podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for letting us join your healthy journey. This has been your Fruitful 15, where you can change your life in just 15 minutes a day.